You're listening to the Fired Up Podcast Network. Let's get fired up. This is Fired Up NFL Draft with your host, Daniel Garen, Mitch Wolf. Mitch, how you doing? Doing good. It's finally over. Thank God. Uh, I don't have to deal with this annoying class anymore, uh, most specifically the quarterbacks. Well, I guess I do because one of the new quarterbacks is mine. <laughs> so I <laughs> guess it'll live with me forever, or at least uh, for the next five years. Uh, yeah, it, maybe four. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, let, let's get right into it. Uh, let's start out with, uh, what, what did you think the best class was? Uh, I think, you know, I think you're going to hear a lot of the same uh, teams selected for this. Uh, so I, I'll actually save one of mine for, like I said, we're doing it later. Uh, but the, my three favorites were the Kansas City Chiefs, the Seattle Seahawks, and the New York Jets. And I feel like the Chiefs honestly kind of went under the radar just because of all of the other chaos happening in the draft. But they solved a bunch of needs and got a lot of really good value. So in the first round, like we talked about in the last show, they went with Trent McDuffie and George Karloftis at pretty good value for both those picks, and they fill dire needs for that team. Then they come back in a second and get Sky Moore, which was uh, based on what we were kind of hearing was a huge value pick for them and gives them – he's not obviously not a Tyree Kill clone, but he gives them kind of a relatively similar skill set. Um, then they get Brian Cook, very – good safety at the end of the second and then end of the third round they get leo chanel which was a fantastic value and a bit of a different player for them but he's really smart really impactful physical player uh they got joshua williams who's a good d2 corner that could be interesting for them they got darian Kennard and jalen watson late in the draft which were great value picks and then two later very late in the seventh with isaiah pacheco uh who who will be like a pass catching running back out of Rutgers and Nazi Johnson from Marshall, who I don't know anything about, but he was a, you know, end of the seventh round pick. So it doesn't really matter. Yeah. I I'm with you right there with the chiefs. I absolutely love their class. Um, another one, I thought, uh, obviously all of these, all of these are been said, but one that flew under the radar a little bit, they, they got really good value, I think, on their first five picks. Uh, I guess one of them was a bit of a reach, in my opinion. But uh, the Vikings. Yeah. I, no one's really talking about it, and I get it. Cena and Booth aren't, like, exciting players. Booth fell because of an injury. Ingram, Ed Ingram, their third pick in the second uh, – their second pick in the second round – fell a bit from where he played due to off field mm-hmm. um and a Caleb Evans I think is about right in the fourth round yeah I agree with that Asamoah I guess is a little bit of a reach for me where did he go was he he was in the third right beginning of the third he okay was yeah the that, I I agree with that it was about a round too early yes. but yeah. uh 
but yeah, I mean, I, I was just want to make sure I had the order of picks, right. But yeah, I like, I think this class is going to fly to the Raiders because of them trading out and kind of ostensibly losing that trade in terms of value to, based on which chart you look at. But I mean, the Vikings even, I mean, they're kind of just running back the same strategy that they had with their previous regime in terms of trading back and just stockpiling a ton of day three picks. And they just always find great value. They're like, I love the Ty Chandler pick. I think that was at the end of the fifth. Uh, yeah, that was, re- that was late in the fifth. Yeah, yeah I really like him. Uh, Jalen Naylor from Michigan State late. I believe that was the sixth. Uh, he's a nice little receiver. They need, they need some depth there. And Nick Muse in the seventh, you know, they need a more traditional Y tight end. And I think Nick Muse can provide that. So, and obviously we love Lewis Seen. Um, if Andrew Booth is healthy, that's going to be a fantastic value pick. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is a really good class that not a lot of people are talking about. Yeah. And another one I had, I, I get that the first round wasn't ideal, right? Mm-hmm. Like some of these values at the top, weren't ideal but overall they're good players it's the Packers I I figured you were gonna go there once you said people didn't like the first round and I totally agree like I get the Quay Walker pick is kind of out there especially because he's just a Devondre Campbell clone but good value on Devonta Wyatt he'll fill a role I think yeah and like you like you were saying like in in terms of how the board fell like they weren't gonna be able to get a receiver unless they traded up and honestly getting Christian they traded up for Christian Watson so there's that but getting him at the top of the second and coming back and getting Romeo dubs in the fourth. Those are like, isn't like there isn't this massive gap between him and Watson. No, if we're no being I totally agree. I, I like dubs a lot. So I really like those, both, both of those picks and like Samori to at the very end of the seventh, like he's got, if he like fixes his hands, he's going to be a really good player, but I totally there, agree with you about the value it, picks. In it, the day, and their day other play. picks, they got Zach Tom who can play across the board, all five positions, very versatile. They got a developmental tackle and Rashid Walker. Those O-line picks are really good. Sean, Sean Ryan. And Sean Ryan on day two is just like a plug and play. You can, I think he has tackle versatility. He's going mm-hmm. to come in and start immediately at left guard, I believe, for them. And, and then to add on to it, Kingsley and Igbare, like, steel huge and yeah fits perfectly with what they want to do like i thought the way i saw it there was that end of day two run where i thought he was lower in that tier but in that same tier with those other guys that went on day two like like i wouldn't argue with the teams that took the other guys over him i understand that on day two it's every edge rusher that went before him on day three i don't understand yeah though and the, even the where he went that those five picks to end round five, like Dominique Robinson, Matthew Butler, Damone Clark, and Jamone Clark and James Mitchell had injury concerns, but both good players, John Ridgeway and Kinsley and Igbari, like 10, that's a fantastic run of players. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I agree with you with the Packers. Uh, I'll go back to my Seahawks picks because I didn't run them down. Um, I, I like this class a lot, especially their day uh, three selections. I just, I don't love the Kenneth Walker selection. I think that was not good value. And I just don't really get it from a team building perspective. Um, but I love, you know, they finally took a young, you know, different type of tackle in Charles Cross and Abraham Lucas to the same extent. Uh, solid pick with Boye Mafes, uh, getting Kobe Bryant, Tariq Woolen late. And I think it was, they were both in the fourth, you know, just perfect Seattle corners for them. Tyreek Smith, great value. Bo Melton, incredible value. And then just taking a athletic freak, uh, of Derek Young is fantastic class. Um, again, I'm, I just think it's funny that they like this. There's this team that wants to like run the ball behind, you know, a pretty bad quarterback situation, and they pick two air raid tackles. 
Well, I mean, I would assume they'll eventually get someone that can throw the ball, but they don't have it on their roster. Yeah, but even so, like they don't like if Pete Carroll's there, they don't want to throw the ball that much. How long is he going to be there, though? Honestly? That's a fair point. That's a fair he, point. He's what seventy. He's up there. I think he's like seventy. He's seventy or seventy-two. Yeah, he's old. He's yeah. he's about done. Yeah. So, but no, I I thought those were some of the best classes there. We ready to go into our worst class? Yeah, we can do that. I mean, I think I I think everybody. This is a consensus on what they think is the worst. Is it a consensus? I thought so. The New England Patriots. Uh, yeah, I guess if you're including v- value. I mean, I I mean, even like, so, like I still like don't think some of the teams like the Dolphins, like they oh I'm, they only can't, like if if we're including the teams that like and like the Dolphins, the Raiders, these teams that traded picks for these star receivers. Yeah, I'm not. I don't count that them those players are like objectively worse players than the guys the Patriots got, but like for the value, yeah. my God, this is a bad draft. Like I had this question with, with a different team, but I will oppose it here. How many starters did they get? You're talking about the Patriots or the Dolphins? Patriots. I think okay. it's two. Okay. So I'm not sure Cole Strange wins the starting one of the starting guard jobs. I guess he probably he probably does just by default because he's a first round yes, pick. Yes, I Tyquan Thornton's not going to play. No. Uh, Marcus Jones. They have slot corners. That's the problem. But yeah, like, but, he'll be, and he's a nickel only. Yeah, and I would argue honestly, I'd argue the same with Jack Jones. Uh, yes. But they got away with that with uh, J.C. Jackson. So maybe I'm wrong. Uh, neither Pierre Strong nor ba- nor Kevin Harris nor Bailey Zappi will start. No, these running backs are RB three and four. Yeah. And I mean, I really don't know enough about Sam Roberts to say anything, but I'm imagining an FCS six or seventh round pick is not going to be a starter. Like Jason and Hines. I like the Jason Hines. He's pick in massive. The yeah. I like him in the beginning of the seventh as like a Michael and Winnie backup. And like, honestly, I would rather start Andrew Stuber than Cole Strange at guard. I didn't have, I had strange a little higher than yeah. Stuber, but like, yeah. it's, it's not much. Like Andrew Stuber I, looks like he's ready to play guard the NFL more, yeah, way more I, so than strange. I would have been, I thought Stuber was their best pick. I would have yeah, been I fine totally with agree. him in like the fifth. Yeah, I completely agree. Cause like Cole strange, like I get like, if you like him as a player, you think he can probably be an immediate starter, but how good of a starter can he be? And they could have gotten him probably in the second, maybe in the third. So awful value. Tyquan Thornton, like aside from like, like team fit, like, He's a speed, just go deeper. So you're like, how is Mac Jones going to take advantage of that? Or Bailey Zappi? Neither of them have strong arms. And the other thing is like, I feel like, like, I guess because of just the speed thing, which the Patriots have never been like, you know, live or die by the 40 time. And it like, you could have get him in the fourth or the fifth, probably like just taking this guy in the second one. There are innumerable number of better receivers on the board. Like, let me just, I'm going to flip over to my other thing to see who else went after him. So Tyquan Thornton, next three wide receivers, George Pickens, Alec Pierce, Sky Moore. Like what are we doing? So much better players. Yeah. In the next round and like the next round, Vilas Jones, like I would argue those, these much like those two are pretty similar in terms of value. Jalen Tolbert. I prefer him. David Bell. I prefer him. Danny Gray, maybe about the same. Like Khalil Shakir fell to the, Khalil Shakir fell to the fifth round. If they had take, I would have been thrilled if they took Khalil Shakir. In the I, second. resident Khalil Shakir hater, um, would much rather have Khalil Shakir. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, it's just crazy. Like, and 
I, yeah, I just don't get that pick at all. Marcus Jones is fine. I just like in terms of a value pick for kind of team agnostic, but I'm not really sure how much he sees the field beyond special teams. Uh, Jack, which Jones, like he'll be great special teams wise, yeah. but like yeah. why are we taking that? And I think third? that if, if they had had two like really good picks early on, I would have been like, okay, like you know, this is a little bit of a reach, but you know, they, I kind of see where they're going, but they just kind of kept reaching there. Jack Jones, a reach. I'm not really sure if he can play other outside of the nickel. Pierre Strong, good, like solid value, but not sure if there's really a need there. Bailey Zappi, no need whatsoever, like decent value, but why? Uh, Kevin Harris, you know, it's made worse by the peer. I, those running back picks like are the basically make each other worse because it's like, why are you? And I get Damien Harris is like entering a contract year, but just pick one next year and you still have Ramondre Stevenson and James White is getting old. I understand, but you have running backs on the roster and they're easy oh, to find. Oh, wow. I forgot James White was there. So these running backs are RB4 and five. Now, James White is old and like is coming off an injury, I believe. So, but yeah, yeah they're still super deep on that depth chart. Like, I, and then Sam Roberts, a name I didn't know, to be honest. And then, I, like I said, I like the t- last two picks, but just, I just hated this class. Yeah, it, it's not great. Um, let's move on to a uh, most on brand draft. So this, and this is the one I was saving because they picked players that were just super brand for them, but also it was on brand for them just drafting exceptionally well. And it's the Baltimore Ravens because yeah, I, there was only one pick. I would say that I didn't love in this draft, but Kyle Hamilton, Tyler Linderbaum, David Ajabo, Travis Jones, all of those are a plus home run picks, great value fills a need uh, and just great players. Daniel Falele in the fourth, the most on brand pick that the Ravens could have ever made. Uh, and they get decent value there. I don't love him as a player, but in the fourth, in this scheme, it's fine. Jalen Armour Davis. I didn't love this value, but it's a developmental corner. I don't hate it. Charlie Kohler. Love that. Jordan Stout, arguably a better punter than Matt Areza. They need one because, uh, what's his name? Sam arguably Cook. in the right team conditions. I guess, yeah. Um, but Sam Cook is ancient, so it's fine. Isaiah Likely, good value there. Demarion Williams, solid pick, good value. Tyler Beatty, excellent value, really good player. Uh, can, re- can replace Justice Hill immediately. So, I mean, there are four or five starters in this draft like immediate starters and then a lot of the guys that won't be starters will be impactful on special teams or have rotational roles like this is just a perfect draft so my most on-brand draft was the indianapolis colts that was i had that on my list too (laughs) alec pierce jelani woods bernard raymond nick cross eric johnson i didn't get to watch him or andrew ogletree but curtis brooks and Rod and uh, Rodney Thomas the second. These are athletes, yep. just, just freak athletes. Incredible, yeah. And like Curtis Brooks is Brooks is a steal in the sixth round. <laughs> yeah, he should have been like I would have. Like I said, I didn't get to watch Eric Johnson. If Eric Johnson is better than Curtis Brooks, then we're having Eric, issues. Eric, on... Eric Johnson was unstoppable at the NFLPA and the Senior Bowl when he was. He was only there for a few days of the Senior Bowl, but he was incredible. Um, and I think he was the lowest RAS of this draft, and his RAS was like 9.07 or something. Yeah, I. it was an insanely athletic draft. Yeah. Uh, but I was a, I'm a big Alec Pierce fan, and they got him right in that run of receivers where mm-hmm. you're fine with it the value-wise. And so I personally 
really, really think that not only is this the most on-brand draft, but it's a pretty good draft considering yeah. you don't have a first. <laughs> That's the other thing. It's also on-brand in that, like, I wouldn't say any of these picks are home runs, but they're all, like, singles or doubles, you know? Like, you're getting on base, maybe you can get, maybe you can stretch it to a double. Um, well, I, I would say, like, Jelani Woods could be. It could be, like, but there's, you know, I, I still think there's a bit, you know, to grow. Like, I think that is the one that maybe you could stretch to a triple, but... You know, I think that they're still, I mean, we both liked them a lot, but there's, you know, I think they overdraft him a teeny bit. And that's what I mean is like some of these picks are just a teeny bit of an overdraft for me, but then they kind of get value at other points later. So it's kind of up and down. Um, the other ones, ones I didn't, oh, this here's one that was very on brand Dallas Cowboys. Uh, let's see, you get a developmental tackle. It's extremely raw, a defense uh, edge rusher with off field concerns, a decent receiver who will probably turn out to be quite good. A, uh, athletically limited tight end who will be a good blocker, a de- another developmental offensive tackle, and then an LSU linebacker with injury concerns and an Arkansas Razorback. Like that's just every Cowboys draft I can think of. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm just, I'm just beyond shocked that they said they had Tyler Smith over those other two. <laughs> yeah, I, I I took personal offense to that, and that's, I, I, that's just a lie. Like, you're just lying. <laughs> yeah, no, like... There's just no way you can look at him compared to Kenyon Green or Zion Johnson or, frankly, any of the other offensive tackles in the first round and say, yes, this player is a better prospect than them. And, like, even so, like, I think... I think you... I, I get that there's a road for Tyler Smith to become a pretty good player, but... I don't really see a road where he's better than, you know, some of the floors of those guys who went in the first round. Yeah. I, I'm not a fan, but like, yeah. Hey, they, as usual, they make up for it with a pretty solid day three. Yeah. I like them at, well, let's go pick a lot. I like that better than Tyler Smith pick, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, it's the, their drafts are always just they also, like, they progressively get better throughout the draft mm-hmm. at drafting. Yeah. It's because Jerry Jones doesn't make those picks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's probably right. <laughs> he'll he'll say he did. Like he makes all the good picks. His sons make the bad picks. Which, like, to be fair, Stephen Jones probably does make a lot of bad picks. Oh yeah, for sure. Like, but then yeah, Will McClay gets the good picks in the day three. But I'll also shout they got they signed Alec Lindstrom as a UDFA, which I didn't understand why he was a UDFA, and he's probably going to be their backup center. So that's good value as a UDFA as well. Yeah. So. Uh, what was the most interesting or volatile draft for you? I think I, I was looking at the Rams draft and I was like, especially on the especially on day three, which is when they had basically all their picks. And I liked all these picks, but I, but I, there could also just like, these guys could all kind of just flame out like pretty quickly. Um, so, you know, this is, and again, like, I don't think any of these picks will be like super huge home run, all pro players or anything. Uh, but I feel like they could all be solid or they could all be, you know, gone from the team by the end of the rookie deal. So like, you know, Logan Bruss, he's a Wisconsin guard, so he should be okay. Uh, Dakobe Durant, you know, kind of a Darius Williams clone. Kyron Williams, great value where they got him. Uh, just concerns about the athleticism dropped him down, but you know, he's good pass. He'll be, I mean, him as the check down weapon for Matt Stafford on third down is fantastic. Uh, Quinton Lake, fun nickel safety, Darian Kendrick, great tape, terrible testing. Uh, and some kind of day three special teams guys, but yeah, like it's an interesting class. I'm not like, again, it's just, it's just, it's weird. Like, cause I can't, I can't really figure out if I like it or I hate it. Well, for me, uh, 
I'm going with the Tennessee Titans. That's another good one. That was on my list as well. So you trade away AJ Brown. Mm-hmm. You get Traylon Burks, which mm-hmm. like good player. I'm fine with the pick itself, but like, what's the point of this? Like in the offer that they made him 16 million a year is just egregiously horrible. Yeah. And like, I think, I think, I think if you look at it, I think if they had made the right choice and like said, like beta offer closer to that of the Eagles or even just like 20 million a year, you know, I think then you can have an argument about like, okay, like what's more valuable AJ Brown at like 20 to 25 million a year or Traylon Burks on a rookie deal. I think you'd have a discussion at least, but you know, 16 mils, that's just, that is you're right. Insulting. (laughs) Yeah. And then like Roger McCurry, good player isn't, had no chance of going first round with that arm length mm-hmm. ever. Yep. Um, and yeah, it, I think he can be a good player. And, you know, I don't necessarily think that they're in desperate need of corner help uh, if their guys can stay healthy. Mm-hmm. But it's good depth and they need the depth. Nicholas Petit Frere, we're both not huge fans nope. of. I don't understand. I, I don't understand how he fits this team at all no it, it's a weird fit this is the one guy where it's just odd uh but man if you just move petite frere down to and move everyone else up to like where he's the fifth round pick we're we're talking here this is yeah. a class yeah you get malik willis with your second third round pick my qb1 your qb2 mm-hmm. developmental upside you have you have Tannehill in there for a year or two, and then you can roll with Willis. You have Hassan Haskins brought in as a bruising back who can be that backup to uh, Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry, wow, like <laughs> there. Uh, and then you get uh, Chago Conquo. Um, from Maryland, who I think is a really interesting tight end. Johnny, uh, Johnny clone or Gerald Everett clone, but yeah, they, yeah, they like, like that kind of player. Like he fits exactly what they've been missing. Now he's obviously not at the same talent level as Johnny, but they've mm-hmm. missed a guy in that role. Yeah. And like they have, they signed Austin Hooper who can be your very basic Y tight end. And so can Jeff. Slane oh yeah. Worth. I know. I'm, yeah. well, I'm <laughs> so, well aware of how basic of a wide tight end he can be. Yeah. Uh, so like if him and Swaim are just your normal tight ends, then you can use a Conquo in that F or H back role, which is perfect for him. Yeah. And then I I don't know much about Theo Jackson, but oh, their last right. their last two picks, I I didn't get to watch Jackson, but like Chance Campbell flashes mm-hmm. at linebacker. And Kyle Phillips, I think is a... You liked just, him a lot, yeah. I think he's just a starter, man. I, mm-hmm. I don't think he's some high upside pick, but I think this is a guy who's a starting slot receiver. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe can kick out to the Z, right? Like, I think that's his role. Play a little Z, play a little in the slot, start, good route yeah, runner. In, yeah, much more traditional slot receiver relative to, like, a Traylon Burks type, like, the big slot. Yeah, yeah. I mean... Yeah, I, I think, like, this... This could go poorly. Yes. If Traylon Burks is a bust and Malik Willis is a bust, this draft class will be one of the worst in the class, if not the worst. Yeah. And that's really like that. And that's like a theme of Titans drafts is being like extremely volatile. Like 
there is a chance that Traylon Burks doesn't work out. There's a chance Roger Curry doesn't work out. And also, like, they already have Elijah Molden as a slot corner. So what's the yeah. point? Nicholas, like, Pe- Nicholas petit Frere like, doesn't really know how to run block people. Malik Willis could bust bad. Uh, the late round picks are kind of, I think they're mostly fine. So, you know. Yeah, so, I, and- I think they might have at least one of my favorite day threes. Yes. If, if not my favorite, they are one of, for sure. Mm. I, I really like the four guys that I watched that they took on day three. I watched four of their five. I liked all four more than consensus. Mm-hmm. And I liked all four. Well, the fourth round picks I thought were right where they should be. Mm-hmm. And their fifth and sixth rounders I thought were undervalued. So I, I really like their day three. It's just they took massive swings with all four of their day, day one and day two picks. It also took like massive swings, like almost like towards a future rebuild in a, in a time where they're kind of in a good window to win. So kind of a weird, just overall team strategy. One more team that I, and I, I think I mentioned on this show that I don't think this front office will be employed by this, this team at this next year. I don't really know what the Cardinals are doing. <laughs> And like I like their day three picks a lot, like their sixth and seventh round picks, but woof, the early picks are not good, not good at all. How does my Jay Sanders go on in the third round? It like I I don't get it because you draft Cam Thomas, right? Mm-hmm. You draft Cam Thomas, whose entire thing is effort, mm-hmm. and then you go and get my Jay Sanders, where his only redeeming quality is effort. <laughs> Yeah, they're Where, where's the talent? Yeah, Steve you know, Kahn is you need edge rushers to actually be they can't just like play hard. Yeah. Playing hard is a practice squad mm-hmm. re- requisite. It's a special teams requisite, not a third round pick requisite. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you do have to play hard, but like you have to have other stuff other yes. than just playing hard. Yeah, I mean, I just don't I don't think these I don't think uh Kime or Kingsbury are gonna be around next year. Uh, I think they'll probably get rid of those guys and sign Kyler to a big deal and kind of try to build something else around him. I like their, like I said, I like their day three picks like Lessida Smith and Marquise Hayes. They will probably compete to start at guard. Jesse Lucetta. Love the Jesse Lucetta pick in the middle of the seventh. Um, they like those kind of hybrid linebackers. So he's a perfect backup for guys like Zayvon Collins and Isaiah Simmons. So I like that one a lot. Um, so let's go into our favorite picks by round. Now I will try to keep it to one, but uh, who was your favorite pick in the first round? Ooh, my favorite pick in the first round. I'm going. All right. I'm going to say this. I'm not going to be a homer here. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I will not be called <laughs> being a homer, even though I really want to right there when I was scrolling down. Um, Zion Johnson to Chargers. Hell yeah. <laughs> now neither yeah. of us have to be homers. Yeah. Let's go. Zion Johnson is just a really, really good player. And uh, I saw someone say there was a massive break between 14 and the rest of the draft. Uh, let me tell you, 17, Zion Johnson, he deserves to be up there. I have him graded above a lot of these players. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to think. I had him top 10. Oh, wow. That's, I think that's even richer than me. <laughs> yeah, Zion Johnson. Like, he was my IOL, too. Mm-hmm. And I had him ahead of Iquanu. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I I absolutely love this pick. 
plug and play decade long starter at guard whatever guard i think their right guard is probably their weakest unless they want to kick uh filer out to i think they're i think i think what they're gonna do is they're gonna kick filer out to right tackle and plug in sawyer at right guard sawyer at right guard okay Mm -hmm. yeah i mean that works i like sawyer Mm -hmm. yeah that was i'll I'll come back to that later they were going to i i wasn't sure if they were going to uh they do like Storm. They do right still tackle. like so Storm Norton to start at right tackle uh, apparently for some reason. <laughs> I don't understand because they've done such a good job of evaluating linemen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then they like Storm Norton. Yeah, and they still have Trey Pipkins from that draft. <laughs> yeah, it, they 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 evaluate well. They just like these random guys. That suck. yeah, I mean that's kind of most NFL fans if you think about it. <laughs> yeah, fair. <laughs> um, so I'll go into my. Uh, favorite pick and I think I I have to go with Tyler Linderbaum uh, for the Ravens and it's close it's very close with the other Ravens first round pick but Linderbaum and like I don't think anybody thought this was gonna be possible just because of how you expect the Ravens to draft offensive linemen but you know everybody's saying oh the Eagles could draft Tyler Linderbaum to be a Jason Kelsey successor and I think that that's how the Ravens are going to essentially use him Um, so that would be mine. Uh, do we want to bounce between least and least and least favorite and favorite, or do we want to just do favorites and then least favorites? Uh, let's just uh, let's just do favorites. So let's move on to the second round. Our favorites here. Uh, you can go first. Who's your favorite pick? I'll, I'll just stick with the same team because it's David Ajabo and. Like again, the theme of this is that the Ravens just killed that it, but it's they, such a good pick. Yeah, getting a first round talent, arguably a top 15 talent, um, in the middle of the second round because he falls due to injury. You know, he has a personal connection to Odafe Owe, so that's a great teammate connection. Um, fills a need, you know. They I mean they now they have like two crazy athletic speed rushers off the edge. I wondered if they might go for a more powerful rusher, but they're just gonna go with speed, which is interesting. And of course, Mike McDonald coming to Michigan, uh, coming to Baltimore from Michigan, guys back to Baltimore from Michigan when he was Baltimore before bringing David Ajabo with him. Now, um, you know, he might miss a good portion of the first year, but that's why, well, you, you give him a red shirt year this year, basically to get healthy. And then next year he should be back to full strength. So I'm going with a guy who was picked pretty late in the second round, Drake Jackson out of USC mm. to the San Francisco 49ers. I mm. man, there is not a better player to team. Uh, marriage here Mm -hmm. Uh, if if there is any team in the nfl that is going to be able to get power out of drake jackson's speed and flexibility it is the 49ers Mm -hmm. if there is any team that needs drake jackson's speed and flexibility it's the (laughs) 49ers so like they're going to rotate him through with all these guys that they have and he's just going to be able to eat opposite bosa and they're going to have Armstead right next to him. And this is just the perfect scenario for him and the perfect coaching staff to develop him. And I just absolutely love this pick. Yeah, I, that's a really good one, too. I didn't even think of that. Uh, so we'll top to day three and uh, third round. Oh, third round. Sorry. I was getting, I was messed that up. Um, and I'll still, I guess a, a lot of my picks are Big Ten players, which is interesting. Um, I'll go with Leo Chanel, who got picked by the Chiefs at the end of the third round. And this is mostly just value. Like a lot of some people had Leo Chanel as like their best linebacker uh, in this draft, and he falls all the way to. Where do you have him personally? 
Um, I think he was my linebacker three. He was my number three linebacker. Yeah, because well. I liked I liked Lloyd and Dean a lot. Um, so he was my number three. Uh, but I mean, in this defense, he's going to be fantastic just because you know he brings that physicality and intelligence that they want out of their like middle to field defenders, and that can kind of allow Nick Bolton and Willie Gay to run a little more free if they want to run three linebacker sets, which they might not. Um, but you know, even if you just start him out as an early down run defender uh, with Nick Bolton, that's going to be a really great role for him. And he can offer you uh, good versatility in the passing game as well. But love that pick in terms of value and team fit. Well, Mitch, beings you decide to abandon your te- go-to team for these picks, uh, <laughs> I- I'm going to go with Travis Jones, the third round pick to the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, I I, say, I think I didn't put that one just because I was like, all right, I got to let I'll let him take care of this one. All right. Cause yeah, I got to stop talking about Travis class. Jones, third best defensive tackle in this class. It, like 95% of Jordan Davis, 90% mm-hmm. Jordan Davis. You get him in the third. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't, I, why did we let them do, do this? And it, yeah. Like nerf the Ravens, you know, Eric DeCosta is a war crime, all this stuff. We can't allow it. It's why I don't, I don't like this at all. No. Um, let's let's just move to the fourth. Well, um, now I'll I'll give your team some shine because my favorite pick was my uh, IDL. My IDL three is Perry and Winfrey to the Browns. Yeah, he was my IDL four. four. Yeah, um, and I just love this dude's explosiveness. I think he's perfect for what the Browns need in terms of a you know quick penetrating three tech. Uh, hopefully that they can kind of keep his attitude and his focus in check. Uh, you want to make sure he stays motivated. He seems like he seemed very uh, focused and locked in in the uh, post draft interview. Um, seems very excited to play next to Miles Garrett. So, um, but he, I think he's gonna. Honestly, I think he's starting. Oh, I believe that. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, it, it's like him or like Taven Bryan or Jordan Elliott. Right. Yes, yeah, so Elliott's so... been a while. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he's probably starting, and yeah, he's going to be a wrecker, absolute wrecker in that defense. Yeah. And like, I mean, almost a uh, he ran we aren't like two rounds later than I would have expected. Yeah, no, I was pushing for I was pushing for him at sixty eight. Mm-hmm. We, we get him at one hundred eight. I think yeah. that's great value, like like you said. But uh, I, I won't be going with the Ravens this time because I did not love their fourth round. Uh, I, I think if you could make an argument about the Ravens, like the fourth round was not. I, I liked a lot of their picks, but I could see why other people didn't. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm I'm gonna go with the Buccaneers first pick of the fourth round, baby. It's the it's mm-hmm. it's tied in one K dot and we're rolling. <laughs> He's going to Tom Brady. He is going to make plays. Who who do who even needs a quarterback when you can just do tight end screens to Kate Otten? You don't even need <laughs> Tom Brady. We, we can throw Blaine Gabber back there. Hell, Kyle Trask can play with him. <laughs> like, like we're we're rolling out here with Kate Otten as tight end. I, I absolutely love it. And uh, I think I think round four, it was fantastic value. I, I don't have an issue with any of the tight ends that went over him. I thought there was a clear, clear top group of tight ends, and he was in it. He just went at the back end. Yeah, him that. him getting him having those injuries and then that kind of not allowing the test is definitely the reason why. I mean, that team's 13 personnel package is going to be absolutely nasty. Him, Cam Brate, now Co Keeft is like the big 
almost an extra offensive lineman. And then you get Mike Evans as the risk or Godwin as the receiver outside. That's going to be special. Yeah, for sure. And as I'm watching, looking at the picks on NFL net on NFL.com, their website decides to play a beautiful. Okay. Video. I was wondering what that was. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, was that it for around uh, four? Yeah, then? it's round four, so we'll do round five. And uh, you mentioned when we talked about the Packers, Kings leaning Bari, that was one of mine, but I'll that was the last pick of the fifth round. I'll go with the first, and the first is Sam Howell going to the Washington Commanders. And I, I think no matter what you think of Howell as a prospect, him falling to round five is just absolutely insane. Like, he, he did not deserve to fall that far. And now he's got to deal with the head case that is Carson Wentz and the, you know, quagmire of... Are, are um, we sure he isn't starting by the end of the year? I would put money on that for sure. Like, it, like I hope, hope by hope, injury or by. Skill. I was gonna say, hopefully not injury, but you know, statistics or you know, probabilities point out that it's likely. Um, yeah, I I just feel bad that Howell has to inher- go to this situation where the team is just a terrible franchise run by or um, you know, the starting quarterback is a head case. Honestly, I feel like that head coach is relatively on the hot seat, so. You know, it could be, a rough be start fired if the owner can't do anything. Well, yeah, yeah, because because Daniel Snyder is always one to follow the rules and definitely isn't involved with what the team does on a day to day basis. For Meanwhile, sure. They, He's yeah, doing nothing. Yeah. Sam, Sam, uh, Dan Snyder, definitely not the type to pick two Alabama players in the first three rounds. Yeah. However, Sam Snyder, he 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 might uh, new new vice president of football operations. He mm-hmm. might be the guy to pick him. Yeah. Uh, but for me, uh, I'm going to avoid the two guys that would be my first choices uh, that we've already talked about, uh, Kingsley and Igbari and Kyle Phillips. Okay. Um, just because we've already hit, hit on mm-hmm. them. Damone Clark is, like, solid. Mm-hmm. Good player. He, he, I would just, I mean, just throw him on IR for the year. Oh yeah. We, Mm -hmm. we throw him on IR for the year. We don't have to worry about him counting us a roster spot this year at all. Mm -hmm. We just get him next year as a more or less a like late third, early fourth round value player that Mm -hmm. just magically appears next year. Yeah. I, I wish, I wish some team had had the courage to do that for Justin Ross, but I mean, he ended up in a pretty good situation anyways. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Do round. We'll do round six now. Um, got a few here. This is a pretty good round. Uh, I'll go with Jamar. I mentioned him earlier. Jamari Sawyer going to the Chargers uh, towards the end. Yeah, of, that was or, right in the middle. Pick. Right in the middle. Great pick. I mean, people were talking about Jamari Sawyer in like the early third. I thought, and like, I get it. He's not a great athlete, but he's just really a really good football player. Like he was playing left tackle at like six two or six three, like with decently short arms and against the SEC and was really solid and you know, when they, they moved him inside to guard towards the end of the year, when he had to deal with some of Alabama's edge guys and he's perfect, like he's perfect fit at guard. That's why I think like, I think they're going to slide him over to right guard. Cause he's played there some, uh, and that him and Zion is a pair of guards for the next, uh, you know, decade or so is going to be absolutely lethal. Yeah. So for me, he was, he was one of the top guys that I was looking at, but Honestly, like he isn't the best scheme fit, I don't think. I think he's a fine scheme fit, but like I could pick out somebody that's like a perfect scheme fit. But like in terms of just like best player available in the sixth round, like taken in the sixth round, mm-hmm. Darian Beavers. Yeah. 
it, he he's like uh, I had like a late fourth on him. Like he should have been picked before this. I I get he's not a fit for everybody, but like yeah, I mean it's kind I, of funny because he's a solid player. Yeah, it's funny because like the Giants needed like a more of like a true like coverage run and chase linebacker and. Darren Beaver's tested out of this world, which blew my mind, but he's definitely just not that type. So it'll be interesting. I mean, he's a, he's definitely a good football player. Like there's really no doubting that. Um, let's see. I'll move on to round seven. Now, a lot of, lot of good picks in this round. Uh, I could go for, uh, but I'll go with the one that I think is probably like the greatest value relative to where they got drafted. And that's Jeffrey Gunter. It's defensive end from coastal Carolina going to the Bengals at two fifty two. Uh, just super productive player for the Chanticleers, um, most notably for a relatively dirty hit against Zach Wilson uh, two years ago. Um, but, you know, I think this team, uh, they've got a bunch of really good edge rushers. Obviously, you have guys like uh, Trey uh, Hendrickson and Sam Hubbard, your stars, but then you're going to get Joseph Osai back this year. You're going to now you add um, Jeffrey Gunter. I think they still they have like guys like Cam Sample. Uh, really cool edge room there. And I think that that's going to allow Jeffrey. And I think Jeffrey Gunter just fits that scheme super well. Yeah. Uh, and the Bengals. Oh, Khalid Kareem too. They still have Khalid Kareem. I forgot about him. Yeah. Bengals could need more edge depth. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. For me, it's uh, Rashid Walker. Yeah. That was one of the one. Just, well. just a developmental tackle. Like it, I trust the Packers to be able to develop these type of guys. Mm-hmm. So I really, really like that pick for them. And they loaded up on the offensive line. They yeah. they got three good picks there. Uh, let's go now to least favorite by round. Do you want to go reverse order here? Uh, Sure. That's a good idea. Um, Round seven. Um, Couldn't decide between the two because I just really dislike the Steelers seventh round picks. <laughs> hey, don't you dare. Don't you dare insult. Uh, I can't say his name. Kevin Colbert, Chris Oladokun. Yeah, yeah, that one. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, yeah, I, I, I can, I can most definitely pronounce Mark Robinson. Yeah, I mean, like, it's the worst. I get, I the... get why they did these, and they telegraphed these picks with their visits. Um, but I just feel like these guys would have been available as UDFAs, and I, I, I don't necessarily. What, what's the plan with old? he's gonna be a lamar jackson deshaun watson clone in practice okay so so he's a uh, practice squad player yes yes exactly much like yeah seventh round i guess but like yeah like you said you can probably get him and yeah what's what's the point of drafting a fourth quarterback who's going to be a scout team player in you know at any point honestly um and with mark robinson they just have like three of these guys on the roster already. They have, or three or four, like they have plenty of special teams linebackers that run downhill and hit. They don't need more. They could have, you know, there are plenty of like interesting, decent, like not great, but like decent backup running back or tight ends they could have added. Um, the picks after the old Doka pick are really frustrating. Kalen Barnes and Jalen Watson, they're very different cornerbacks, but guys who would have been interesting to add. So I just, and granted, they're this last, they're the last seventh round picks, so they don't really matter, but I just, as much as you can hate a seventh round pick, I just really didn't like these. Yeah, I mean, it's a seventh round pick. It's not yeah. like the biggest thing ever, but mm-hmm. I, I hate to do this. I really hate to do it. Like, I get it's Mr. Irrelevant. I get <laughs> it, but like, Brock Purdy sucks. What, what is the point? Like, if you want a quarterback as Mr. Irrelevant to be your next backup quarterback after you 
release or trade Garoppolo or whatever you're doing there. At least go for like someone that's like has a chance to play in the NFL. Brock Purdy's like a CFL, XFL type quarterback. Like, what are we yeah. doing here? Like, at least take like Jack Cohn. Like, he's available. Yeah. He was. Available, I, d- I right? did. I did hear that the NFL was just to be higher on Brock Purdy than people thought, just because he's smart. Which is okay. Uh, yeah, you're telling me Jack Cohn isn't smart. I, I'm just I'm multi-year just telling... starter at no. Yeah, I know, but multi-year starter at Notre Dame. Yeah, well, it... Wisconsin then Notre Dame. But yeah, same, you know, pretty simple. But yeah, I, I get your point. But yeah, I mean, he, I mean, he is, he is like very much like Nick Mullins esque. So, you know, that's. Yeah, but Nick Mullins is actually a lot better. Yeah, fair. Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I never got Brock Purdy hype. It's just mm-hmm. so odd. But uh, moving on to the sixth round, I, I can go first here. Okay. Cause I have somebody that really, really, really pops out to me co-keefed <laughs> is is he a tackle he's i don't an, he's an eligible offensive lineman that's why are we taking this guy why is this guy getting drafted he should <laughs> not be getting drafted at all like this is a this is a unrestricted free agent that's what this guy is we're taking him in the sixth round for reasons Mm-hmm. He yeah, Bucks Bucks had a weird draft. Honestly, didn't love their later round picks. Yeah, I I I do not get that one at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mine is and honestly a lot of the running back picks in this round I didn't like. Um, but probably the one I disliked the most was Kevin Harris by the Patriots at one eighty three. And I yeah. like Kevin Harris as a player, but I just don't get the point of this. Like they drafted Pierre Strong a few rounds earlier. Kevin Harris is. And like, again, Damian Harris is entering contract year. So you just draft his clone, even though you already drafted a running back in this draft and you drafted one last year. I just, there's just no point in this pick. I don't understand it at all. Um, and like, I don't think Kevin Harris really offers you value as a pass catcher. I think he's like a, he's you know decent pass protector, but I just, I just don't get this. Like, and you kind of could have gotten like basically the same player with a seventh round pick if you really wanted it. Like, I guess if you like swapped this, and it's more about just the fact that they double dipped at running back um, or they picked a running back at all, honestly. Um, but yeah, that one, I just really just couldn't fathom. <laughs> yeah. For let's moving on to round five. Snoop Connor. That was my other, I had two and that was my other one. So go off. Yeah. Go with that one. <laughs> yeah. For, for me on round five, uh, what's the point? Jacksonville, yeah. we just drafted a first round running back. You just hit on a seventh round running back, and you don't even get the good Ole Miss running back. Mm-hmm. They have like, a ton of running backs in their roster already. We could at least get the good one. Jerome mm-hmm. Ford went two picks later. Jerome yeah, Ford's that, actually like good. Yeah, Jerome Ford's really good. That was wild. I mean, he's my running. Back. I think Jerome Ford was like my running back four. I like Jerome Ford. Like I, he was. Yeah, like they, was, they, this, like this team, this team is still rostering Ry- Ryquel Armstead. That's just Snoop Connor. It's the same like, person. Honestly, are we sure Snoop Connor is that good? Uh, yeah, exactly. Like, you know, this is but, if, like, if, I if, think that would be like a, I would think that would be like the medium outcome. If the for, Snoop Connor hit, fit, like, if it, if that pick hits, he's Ryquel Armstead, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I, I told that was my other one. Um, my, my other one was Montreal Washington 
the Denver pick at 162 wide receiver out of Samford. And I say that because this was the first pick of a player that I had no idea who they were. So, you know, I, this guy could, he could be good. I've just, I've had, you know, there's a bunch of guys here that I have like at least seen their name somewhere, you know, at some event or what, what have you, I had never heard of this guy. And like, I just don't like, are you trying to draft KJ Hamler's replacement? And like, why did you have to draft him here? Like, again, just don't get, and like Jalen Naylor went a whole round later. Uh, even like Mike Woods out of Oklahoma, like a whole round later, Bo Melton was on the board. Like, I just don't get this. So I, I will say I am well aware of who Montrose was. Oh, does, is he the one who torched Florida in that game? He is. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, that's interesting. Uh, that's, that's like, so like, here's the thing. He had three massive games. I'm looking at stats. He played Furman and had eight yards. Yeah. He played VMI and had 20 yards. His, yeah, I mean, his big games were Tennessee Tech, East Tennessee, and Florida, which is beyond me. But uh, Tom Griffin, like, thank I just, you very much. Yeah, but. I just don't understand. Like, and I think, I really think they could have gotten this guy in like the seventh or undrafted. Just no yeah, point in this whatsoever. I, I, don't, I don't get it. Um, uh, fourth now. Uh, uh, I feel like I'm, this is going to be a theme for me, but I, I'm going to double dip on Patriots here. And then it's Bailey Zappi. Actually, a lot of these are Patriots picks. Like, I just like, how does Bailey Zappi help make your team better in any way, shape, or form? You already, like, I believe they still have Brian Hoyer. They still have Jarrett Stidham. Like, w- what does Bailey Zappi offer you that those two guys don't? I, I think he's going to be a better backup than Stidham for what it's worth. Maybe Baron I guess. Hoyer? No. He's yeah, not going to be I mean, Baron like, Hoyer unless in terms thinking... of a, in terms of career arc. No, but like Brian Hoyer is getting up there. But yeah. like, I just like in the scheme of like in this the idea of like where you are in the AFC. Like you made the playoffs last year, you got so your butt. Matt Jones feel better about his arm. I yeah, I guess. But like, I, I feel like drafting this guy makes him feel worse. But you know, you make it playoffs, you get your butt handed to you, and great. Like the the Bills were just on one. Like there wasn't much you're going to be able to do. Like, how does this help you keep pace in the AFC East, which is now like a surprisingly competitive division? So, you know, how does a QB three this year help you win down this year and down the road? Like, are you drafting him to replace Mac Jones already? Like that, I get people don't love Mac Jones, but come on, what, what are we doing? Yeah, I don't get it. Um, I want to use this time. To go over a group of players. Oh, oh boy. That I do not understand why we are drafting in the fourth round. And that Mm. is special teams players. These are actual good players. Romeo Dubs is getting drafted here. Hassan Haskins, Cordell Volson, Isaiah Likely, Zach Tom. Jake Ferguson. Chago Konkwu. What are we doing drafting specialists? Specialist punters and kickers like listen bucks jake carmada camarda Ka- why jordan yeah. stout i get it he's good with placement of the ball why can't we get him in the sixth round like listen browns kate york i get it you were the worst kicking team in football kate york's the best kicker in this draft i can tell you unless this guy is justin tucker he won't be worth a fourth round pick okay <laughs> This guy has to be Justin Tucker. 
this is a position that you rotate through like every three to four years, unless they are really good. And then you get to keep them for eight to 10. And it's really, like, hey, like with, maybe Cade York is. And guess what that's worth? And kickers maybe can be fifth. And kickers can be relatively volatile. So like yeah. you might as well just not, you might as well just sign them. Cause like Cameron Dicker didn't get drafted. Just sign him. <laughs> There's like are a, a little more marginal, stable. marginal difference. Yeah. Between and the d- two. Yeah. And Dicker can like offers you value as like he can do like he can do everything, honestly. Like he could be, you know, what was that guy? Kari Vedvik can do like kickoffs, punts, and field goals. You don't want yeah. that, but he could. Which like Dicker is better than the Browns punter last year, Jamie Gillen, yeah. as mm-hmm. a punter. Um, he's better than anybody that we had on special teams last year, like straight up, and he went mm-hmm. undrafted. Like, it's not that these guys are bad players, they mm-hmm. are not. These are three of the top five specialists in this class in my opinion these are Mm -hmm. good good players these are guys i'm i think all five of them are going to be eight plus year starters for the Mm -hmm. team that drafts them which is great but why are we doing that in the fourth i think that should start at least a full round later right yeah you're probably right fourth round we're still getting guys that can start at the end of it fifth round we're getting backups right that's that's Mm -hmm. where we're getting backups that's where we start like it's either a backup or a steal at that point that's Mm -hmm. all it is so like at that point i understand drafting the specialist it makes sense but like please just stop drafting specialist earlier than the fifth round i don't care like all these guys i think are going to be good they'll be good but like it's just still not worth the pick. I like Cade York a lot. He was kicker one. He it's not worth a fourth. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you're right. Go on, move on day three now. Um round Tyrion three. Davis t- oh, round three. Tyrion Davis Price, running back, drafted by the 49ers uh, at 93. Yeah, that's that's what I would what I would one. imagine is I, th- I think it's probably the same pick that Trey Sermon got drafted last year. If yep. not, it's really close. Um, why? Um, because he torched Florida. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Maybe that's, maybe that's why I'm just picking these guys. <laughs> and that, that would make sense if you were the one picking them. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, that's the, he had one good game <laughs> and yeah, he had like I 200 just, something. You set yeah. like the school's record, but like, and you're the one who said like Florida's run defense was awful. So like, what does this prove? I, I literally told people that like when this pick was made, the, uh, I, turned to my dad and said yeah my grandma could have ran for 100 yard yards on florida this year it means absolutely nothing yeah and so like first of all like this guy was like i think a barely draftable prospect like he's very limited like he's he's I mean, at least to... trey sermon was like decent like he was yeah. an overdraft but like not, yeah not this yeah bad. yeah like he was consistently productive for two very good teams so you know there's that and but price is not anywhere near that good you're picking, I think you're even picking him higher. Not to mention, you did draft Trey Sermon last year and you drafted Elijah Mitchell, who was better at a later pick. Like, yeah, this- you hit on the day three running back, the thing you're supposed to do. Yeah. I just, I did not get this at all. I, this was, I think this might have been my least favorite pick of the draft, honestly. Um, yeah. I, so, I, yeah. Sermon was 88. Okay. So actually got, okay, a little bit of value, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, just, just, I mean, worst player. So not, yeah, not for really. sure. Yeah. Um, my pick is my Jay Sanders again. Okay. Why, why are we drafting effort players in the third round? I, I don't get it. Effort players are special teamers, draft them as such. Don't draft them in a, what you're hoping for as a starter. There's one, there's one more pick I want to shout out because it's, it's a good pick. I just feel bad for the player and it's Chad Muma from Wyoming. 
because uh, I just don't get why the why the Jaguars did this. Like they drafted Devin Lloyd in the first round. They're running a three four. Like just Chad Moon is not going to see the field. Like I just don't I don't know what we're doing here. I like Muma. Like yeah, I like Muma a lot. Honestly, <laughs> honestly, if he's starting, I wouldn't be surprised if he's starting by year three over the guy they're paying ten million dollars yeah. a year to. Yeah, they just paid a guy a ton of money. They took another guy in the first round. Like, like Moom is not going to see the field unless they want to move Devin Lloyd to edge, which is a mistake. But I mean, yeah, I just, Baron, I like, Caleb I like Bob the pick. Chasing. I like the value. I just feel bad for Chad Muma. Yeah, no, it, it, it was an odd pick, but whatever. You just load up at running back and linebacker, I guess, Jags, whatever. I guess. Uh, worst pick in the second round. Ooh, man. I, I'll mine, was Taekwon, mine was Taekwon Thornton, but I'll I'll do I'll pivot because I already went off on that. I'll go with Wandale Robinson, uh, who okay. I liked as a player a lot, but taking him uh, at where are we? Uh, Forty three. When you're in the midst of trying to trade Kadarius Tony, who is essentially the same player, I just like what are we doing? Like what what's the not to mention like Wandale significantly worse though than Tony. Right, but uh, sure, but you have that guy on your roster already, yeah, and like, and yeah. and now you're trying to trade him. So I just like this just doesn't make any sense. Not to mention the fact that Calvin Austin went almost 100 picks later and is probably better. <laughs> yeah, I had him graded right, like back to back ranking wise. <laughs> yeah, so just don't get it. The team fit doesn't make sense. Bad value, you know. And then of course, you know, the next the next pick was John Mechie, a receiver we both like a lot. And yeah. then there was those three receivers picked later in the second round that were all, cons- I would say, considerably better than Wandale. Yeah, so. well, at least it wasn't Tyquan Thornton. Yeah, uh, exactly. F- for me, uh, outside of those two, because those were two I was considering, Fedarian Mathis, what mm. are we doing here, Washington? If you want, if you want, if you want a nice, big, strong run defender, you have Travis Jones. Jones on the board. Yeah. What, what are we doing? He went a full 29 picks later. Yeah. Just I, wild. I don't get it. Like, what are we doing? It's it's pretty self-explanatory. You pick defensive tackle four at defensive tack. I'm at defensive tackle seven at defensive tackle four, right? Like you you wasted value there. It's quite quite simple. And I think he was pretty unanimously like there were some people I saw that had Zach Carter over him. Oof. And like, which like I disagree with, but like that's closer. Mm-hmm. Than him being better than these other guys, I would I would rather. I think that Fedarian Mathis versus Zachary Carter is much much closer than Fedarian Mathis versus uh, like any of these other guys that got taken after him. Uh, um, whether it's uh, Winfrey or uh, Jones, like I think he's just better and uh, farther away from those guys than he is from Zach Carter. Uh, Who's your uh I say we get rid of Cole Strange. Cole Strange is not on the board for worst pick in the first round. Two of two of mine that I thought of for this are I already kind of went off on. So I have one more that I uh have as an option, which was again by the team you're talking about. It's Jahan Dotson to the Washington football team. Was that yours? <laughs> I, yeah, I'll pivot. Okay. <laughs> um yeah, I mean, like, I like we. I think we both like, or I liked him more than you, but I liked him a fair bit as like an early second round pick. But yeah, I, I mean, I had him as like wide receiver eight. Yeah, but wide receiver five at sixteen trading. I guess they traded back to get him, so that's nice. But uh, 
just i don't i don't know <laughs> like and, and and honestly like this is because we can't talk about some of the other ones like this is i still like the player a lot just in terms of the value you know making a reach there when there was a lot of talent other talented players on the board just don't love that one Ooh, I, I think um, i think he fits the offense well like him and mclaurin yeah, are yeah. a fun He's duo going to be good. and in the in like two years when it's sam howell throwing to Jahan Dotson, Terry McLaurin, and Jami Brown. That's going to be a fun offense. Yeah, uh, you're just not going to be able to throw over the middle of the field, but whatever. Uh, we, right. uh, we're just throwing, we're only throwing yeah. RPO slants. Yeah, so. <laughs> and, and deep balls. Yeah, exactly. Who cares? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who cares about the rest of the field? Uh, you're going to love me here. Uh, Kenny Pickett to the uh, Steelers. That's fine. I understand. <laughs> QB4 yeah. for me, like well i i'm like if you want the safe pick go with ritter Mm -hmm. if you want the safe pick you should have gone with ritter Mm -hmm. like ritter is better today and he will be better now like could i see Pickett end up being the more productive pro yeah because he's a first round pick and will be given opportunities as such Mm mm-hmm Whereas Ritter is a third round pick and will be given opportunities as such. In terms of skill, I think like Ritter has accuracy issues, but Pickett isn't this super accurate player, right? Like he's not accurate. He's just more accurate mm-hmm. than these guys that are horrendous. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's it. That's like, it, it's not worth anything to be just better than people that are bad at something. That doesn't make you good, right? Like, I I just don't understand. I get it from the perspective of they want a quarterback to come in and replace Ben Roethlisberger. But why him? Like, it's, it's just confusing to me, honestly. Like, I, I don't get it. Can, can I think, do I think he could start for the four, maybe five years of his contract? Sure. I, I don't think he's a second contract quarterback. If we're being like second contract, he's coming in, he's being a bridge quarterback for some team. Yeah. That, would, that's here, why I see his Pickett's path. Here, here's the thing with Kenny Pickett is you can read into this by seeing what Mike Tomlin, I think it was Mike Tomlin, it's him or Kevin Colbert said in post draft press conference. He said, we feel that Kenny can come in and compete for the starting job. And it's like, that's not why you draft quarterbacks in the first round. You draft quarterbacks in the first round to be your undisputed starter, not to hopefully beat out Mitch Trubisky. You draft them to start day one. And I, I think there's a decent, arguably a majority chance that he does not beat out Mitch Trubisky to win the starting job immediately. Yeah. I think there's a good chance that he takes over if they decide to bench Mitch. And honestly, I would prefer that because I think that if they start him and he flounders and then go to Mitch, I think that ruins his confidence. So I prefer him not to start, but I also just would prefer that they not make this pick. Um, I would, like I said, I would have preferred Ritter. Uh, I for honestly had the board just fallen this way as it did i might have preferred willis like then say hey like we didn't have trade up for him great like let's take this developmental guy that could turn into something but like and like you know they did a good job surrounding with talent in terms of their other play other draft picks they made um and i think there's a good chance he i think there's, there's a chance that he turns into a kirk cousins ryan Tannehill level player you know maybe jimmy garoppolo or teddy bridgewater some so that, like that's the range like it's a very 
like I think there's a very, you know, they're kind of that star starter bust or bench bust, you know, that starter and bench percentage is huge. Like I think the star and bust percentage is very small. Um, but you know, you don't want, you don't necessarily want to draft a guy in the first round who is, you know, 80% starter or bench. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm just not a fan. Let's move on last year to uh, who's, who's a day three draft pick that you think can be an immediate contributor. <sighs> there are there a, a lot of interesting ones here. Um, I think uh, like the meme one would be Matt Areza <laughs> to the bills. Listen in that weather. <laughs> He yeah, is going to just absolutely. I, I, I'm fields. concerned about him going from San Diego to Buffalo, though. So he'll have to train for that. But in terms of like a, a, a quote real answer, I feel like I'd be remiss not to go with Khalil Shakir from Boise State going to the Bills in the fifth round. I mean, like he's gonna be their slot receiver and he's just gonna eat targets. Like he's gonna be like, and it might it might take a little bit because I still have Jameson Crowder who could start the year and he's a really good slot receiver, but you know with the way like Gabe Davis developed, I could see Khalil Shakir having a similar development arc. Like I really like his game. I know you don't as much, but fifth round, super great value. Oh no, that's still a great value. I had like oh, yeah. early fourth. So like, yeah, yeah. Like, so I just, I love that. And I think that, I think by kind of the last like quarter of the season, he's going to be getting regular reps. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's a couple guys I've already talked about. Uh, Kyle Phillips. I- I'll just go through the list real quick of the, three guys i have four guys actually uh isaiah likely uh from the ravens i think he's going to be a good move tight end for them i'll be bring, i'll be very interested to see how they utilize yeah, that tight just, end room just bring something different than what they've had they haven't really had a guy like that in the last couple of years mm-hmm. um kyle phillips i just absolutely love like i said i think he's a starter kingsley and Agbari, we've hit on i mm-hmm. think he can be a good rotation piece at edge rusher uh, and we also already hit on uh, Jamari Salier, who I, I we both think is going to start as a I'll, rookie. I'll throw out one more before we end, and it's my guy Thayer Munford to the Raiders. I think he'll be starting at left guard come week one. Good. I mean, he's definitely a good value there where he was mm-hmm. taken. Uh, I think he's like more likely going to end up a long-term backup but for that team, yes, he could start just because that's a team desperate for offensive linemen. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Uh, who's their left guard? I think they're moving. It's uh, Denzel Good. So Ooh, yeah, he's starting. Yeah, <laughs> and then they could have, and they drafted uh, Dylan Parham as well, who I think will probably start at center if I had to guess, because Andre James is not that guy, pal. Yeah. Uh, that's that's all I got for this draft, though. I'm yep, very uh, happy it's over. CJ Stroud, QB one. Yep, we're we're on it already. CJ Stroud is QB one. Uh, we 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 hate short quarterbacks here. Uh, Not even short, just like spindly. <laughs> just I, I hate short quarterbacks too. Let, okay, I, I don't love them either. But I'm I just I see those little legs, you know, running around. I'm like, mm, I don't know, Chief. Yeah, I mean, like I don't love five ten quarterbacks. That too. That too. Uh, it, it's just at a certain point, height does matter. Uh, mm-hmm. And so, but we will be back. Uh, we're going to be off for a while here, uh, but uh, th- this this po- the show will be back here eventually, uh, starting uh, some uh, 2023 draft coverage. Until then, let's get fired up.